0: Music is such a big part of my life. Like if I lose a song, I feel shattered. Like yeah. a piece of me is now missing because I needed to connect with that
1: song. Mm-hmm. I just liked it that much. I, I didn't listen to it twenty more times this hour. So
0: oh oh, it's it's okay. I've been listening to the same record on repeat all day. So
2: welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters. With your host Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we are joined by Nina, the longtime StarCraft Two pro player and streamer. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash p-u-y-s-pod. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Brett Lindley. Brett, how are you doing today?
1: I uh, I don't think I'm the most illustrious person in the room right now, but I appreciate the sentiment. So, Is
2: your wife in the room?
1: no we've got our <laughs> special guests
2: we do have a special guest however we are all in different rooms uh but anyway nina thank you so much for joining very excited to have you how are you doing this evening
0: it's a pleasure um doing quite well i uh recently finished moving into this new apartment as well everyone will be we able to see, see. but you too can <laughs> see and i've just been starting to settle in and relax a little bit and right now i'm currently competing tomorrow on DreamHack. So have that coming up and lots to prepare for.
2: Yeah. Was I, I was looking at Liquipedia. Was I correct in seeing that you just finished in fourth place recently in the DreamHack in the summer?
0: Yes, that is correct.
2: Congratulations. That's pretty awesome.
0: Thank you. Um, I was surprised myself, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair enough. Um, So I guess one question I wanted to ask you is, you know, looking through your, your, the history of your career, you've been on a a wide variety of teams. Um, I shouldn't say a wide variety, but at least a few different teams. And, and most recently you're playing for size gaming. Is there a lot of variance from pro team to pro team, or is it a pretty similar experience from team to team, or is it wildly different?
0: Um, seems are kind of like divided into like different, like categories like you have teams that are like kind of self-funded by a few people just trying to have fun like enjoy the scene they create something and foster something and typically they don't really branch out that much and i've been on teams like that um and sometimes those teams branch out too a little bit like root gaming was one where it just started in starcraft stayed in starcraft for a long time and then um the leader cats wanted to um, kind of sculpt other areas as well and but the primary focus has always been starcraft and so i been like focused around like just like having like kind of like a close group of people playing together um and I've also just been on small clans or it's just like purely dedicated starcraft 2 team um they don't even call themselves a team they consider themselves like a clan and it's like completely different experience because like those people will just they just have such a passion for gaming, and um, they don't really pay you. But it's like if you want to have like an active community, like that's always a really good place to go. But then you also have like teams like Team Liquid, who receive regular sponsorship deals and um, are always dealing with like a whole entire like like I don't want to say like a corporate entity, but like there's a huge like chain behind it. Um, so, yeah, there's like different like styles of teams. Um, the team I'm on right now, Cystorm Gaming, I guess would be like kind of like some a team that like wants to do better things and are definitely capable of if they find the right ways, maybe not through Starcraft alone. But um, yeah, I, I I enjoy my team. So
2: yeah. Did you ever live in like a team house or have you always lived separately from your teammates?
0: I've lived in a couple of team houses. I once lived in a team house for Root Gaming in Antioch, California. And I was there for about, only like three months. Um, the weather was really hot there. And I kind of, it was my first time like being away from home. And um, I kind of like practicing my own little environment. So I went back home. But it was really cool like meeting everyone. Especially being like a gamer and you don't really like see people that often. Like it's like You don't realize that people actually have faces behind like the the username and it's cool to be able to like actually be able to engage and connect with others um on a more like a physical level but not like but like just like physically being like in the same place kind of thing um
1: was it very different like competing like did i assume you probably played with a few of those people before you you know moved across the country to play with them in person yeah um was it was there a, a shock in the difference of being able to like play against somebody and yell at them from like a couple feet away <laughs> like...
0: well i uh yeah i i've definitely had s- some memories where like because starcraft's like complete solo sport like you don't really have like anyone else to blame but yourself so like a lot of people get like fl- like frustrated and um take it out on like the environment sometimes not too bad maybe like a keyboard slam once in a while but, <laughs> um so like that's definitely something that you see in team houses from time to time um but yeah no it, it's really interesting because like at the same time like you also get to just learn from each other and like actually just build like genuine connections with other people and that's, that's the best part of what, going to like a team house i feel honestly so
2: so you mentioned um you know moving to to antioch to play and then obviously you know you've you've recently moved your yourself i was gonna ask where are you from originally
0: north dakota
2: north dakota okay so how did you get into gaming in north dakota what were you playing Uh, as a kid
0: i i've always been a gamer i grew up with like cows and horses and goats and i've done four-wheeling i've driven a semi-truck i've um i've done a lot of things like that like wouldn't be heard of like a typical gamer that like just grinds like a ladder to try and be better than other gamers um but i grew up with like age of empires and like um Total Annihilation, which was one of my favorites, and oh, it was so um, good! Yes, it was really good. Um, There's a game called Outpost. I don't remember what it was, but
1: yes, that's a Sierra game. That's a yeah. man. I haven't heard somebody pull out Outpost in so long.
2: <laughs> I that's think it's a...
1: Outpost too. The one that I played. Yeah, where you like yeah. building a colony on Mars and like yes, yeah, like pumping oxygen to the little tube places and I yeah was... <laughs>
0: seven years old and had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I was like building stuff. Right. And, yeah. And that's like what kind of draws me in. it's like just building stuff like and then I start playing. It's like KK and D um... and that was also another really good one because you could, like, take, like, these, like, monster trucks and just, like, run over everything. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was back at the time where, like, most of SimCity is just getting it big enough so that Godzilla has something to destroy for a while or the UFO can cut yes. some stuff up. Like... <laughs>
0: I don't know I maybe I like destruction because I also had Godzilla um, versus or whatever
1: for GameCube which was like you know like a super smash was it the pick-off. the fighting style where you like yeah. pick up buildings and throw them at yeah. each other like yeah
0: and yep. I absolutely love that
1: game <laughs> I'm a massive Godzilla fan so
2: <laughs> those I games sound super cool sorry to interrupt yeah those games sound really cool though
0: I don't know what drawed me into that game but I was really I really like Smash and I just I think it's yep. just like the style of like the fighting game Smash was cuz I don't typically play fighting games like I don't really like Street Fighter I don't really like the the other ones where they called Mortal Kombat yeah, I do right I, I think the, the um, Godzilla
1: game was fun for me because it wasn't as fast paced like you, you were you're a giant monster. You're not running at it lightning speed across so the map. So janky. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad.
2: <laughs> so in in North Dakota, I mean, you know, when you start playing StarCraft, and, and eventually, obviously, you turn to pro. But was there a tournament scene there? Like, how did you how did you kind of work your way up to to becoming a professional StarCraft two player?
0: Um. Well, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life. I was kind of like, I was young, I was like 21 years old, I was at a crossroads, I didn't really like school, I was switching majors, I was coming off a relationship with somebody and I was also like going off of like a health binge where I was just like, I have to cook all my food, I have to eat healthy and like just take care of myself and then like it all just kind of got thrown apart and I started playing video games 12 hours a day. I got really good, really, really, really fast and um I decide to try and make it my life for a while
2: yeah i noticed you know when i started watching which we're brett and i are a few years older than you but but similar in age um mm-hmm. whenever i started watching professional esports someone in their mid-20s was like you know if, if they're still playing like they're over the hill they're they're like an ancient person in the scene but that's not true as much anymore did, did you think that it at You know age 30 you would still be able to to be making money from playing starcraft
0: i thought by this age i would i don't know i i didn't really picture myself being 30 and now i'm 30. (laughs) to be quite honest i had like no idea what i'd be doing when i'm 30. it just kind of like all goes by so quickly and i guess that just is a testament to like how much i actually just enjoyed playing and competing and um yeah Yeah, I don't think I I
1: I don't think I assumed that I would make it this far so I didn't have any plans after 30. (laughs) (laughs)
0: um I definitely thought I'd be having my own house and that kind of thing but no I I still occasionally game I don't stream nearly as much or like play it nearly as much as I used to but it's still definitely like sitting there in my
1: life so that's awesome. so I mean it it uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just gonna make a terrible joke. um do you do you find yourself like now that you are you know kind of moving, are you still in flux with your like feelings towards starcraft because you've been in the scene for quite a while now um, and and starcraft in general, not that it's like I wouldn't quite say it's on life support, but it's it's that's... you know. It's kind of getting close. Like signs are you know, looking in that direction, it's, and it's, um, it's a my shame. It's Support, yes. But we're do not you see no, Right now, as we say, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I try. I'm. I'm trying to be nice to it because there's still a near dearness. But
0: yeah, I mean, like it's it's a thing that's always going to exist. Um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere in the next five years, especially RTS as a genre. Like RTS will exist until probably end of time so um it's just a matter of people are getting older there's nothing new being added and um I feel like ever so slowly like the game will fade out and um doesn't mean like people don't have have like have to stop enjoying it like there will always be something like that would refresh the game a little bit but I couldn't see myself or like anyone making a living off of Starcraft five years from now. And without having that ability to prosper, like you should definitely be looking for something as a primary besides Starcraft.
2: So you mentioned that, you know, you, at this point, you don't stream nearly as often as, as you used to. Do you enjoy the streaming aspect of it as much as you enjoy the, the high level tournament play? Or, or is the tournament play more appealing?
0: Um, it Depends. Like. I, so from like 2020 to 2021, I played in like almost every single online cup. And now ever since March, I've played maybe like five online cups and they have like three of them a week. So I definitely feel like I'm in a phase where I'm just like kind of wanting a break. Um, I'm kind of going out having... Kind of like a social life trying to like explore like what i want to do next and um i've been kind of building my career outside of starcraft a little bit so i'm definitely competing and i'm still giving it like my train of thought and wanting to um play against these other kids that are half my age and not make myself feel bad for losing to them but
1: <laughs> yeah I I mean, I know the feeling that, you know, Walker and I have talked about our trials in Rocket League and trying to get out of Gold League there and just getting stomped by seven and eight year olds. So, (laughs) um, what, what are some of the activities that you're starting to explore now that you're Uh like, what are you, what are you playing outside? Are you playing other games or are you getting into more?
0: I've just not been at my computer. I've been like, I live downtown Columbus, so I've just been like going out meeting people and just like kind of like because i'm I'm recently came out as trans and i don't really want to make that like the topic of the discussion as much but it's like it's more i'm kind of like exploring who i am out there and starcraft will be a part of it but not as much as the forefront of what it used to
2: be Sure. Well, so I mean you mentioned um before we started recording, you mentioned that you'd recently just got a, a new record player. What kind of music are you listening to on the record player? What kind oh. of music are you into?
0: I really like trip hop.
2: Ooh, then, well, and, you're talking to some yeah. other fans.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll we'll play with that with you. <laughs> sure.
0: And then I also like artists like Weevo, um Nicholas Jar, um Panth Pant- Pant- du Prince, I think that's how you say it. Like just like all kinds of like little niche artists like that so
1: i've uh i've definitely been letting the like algorithms take me for a ride and just like find find one song that i vaguely like and then just like play everything related to this and then i'll find something eventually and then, eventually I, yeah i won't i won't necessarily remember who it was but i'll be like that was really cool and it's gone forever <laughs>
0: it's, gone. it's just gone you can't go back it's it, I mean, the worst. It's, there's
1: there's a back button but I never remember to hit it because I just like go on a string it's like it was like 6 or 8 songs ago. I don't know anymore.
0: Music is such a big part of my life. Like if I lose a song, I shattered, like yeah. a piece of me is now missing because I needed to connect with that song. So mm-hmm. I just liked it that much.
1: I, I didn't listen to it twenty more times this hour. So oh,
0: oh <laughs> it's it's okay. I've been listening to the same record on repeat all day. So do you I have also only
1: have one record? Do you have a a jam that like? Do you have a, a musical jam that you pregame with, or even like a style?
0: Um, typically, yeah. Um, I really like. Zoo. So I listen to a lot of zoo. ZHU? Um, is that how it's spelled? Yeah,
2: it's, it's, oh my God. I have a whole playlist of zoo. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> um Before that, I was listening to. What's their name? Check my library. <laughs> <Good> songs. <laughs>
2: Oh, hey, what's up, man? Is that, uh, is that Indiana Jones that you're doing there? It's, no, it's it's Star Wars. It's the Death March. Oh, right. Well, it's ominous sounding, so what's with that?
1: Well, I mean, I was just imagining, you know, having to get in a character for when we have the corporate overlords that we'll submit to when we start selling out on ads.
2: Oh, man, yeah. It would be cool if there was some other way that we could fund the show.
1: I mean, yeah, we, we have a way, though. It's it's called ko-fi.com slash pod. People can just donate to Ko-fi to help keep the podcast ad-free for the cost of about of a cup of coffee.
2: Oh, well, that sounds way better. What mouth trumpet song would you play for that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't have trumpet music for every situation, man. It's just kind of random. Oh well, color me surprised. That's not a color.
0: See, I don't. I, I listen to so many different artists. I just like forget them.
1: All. Yep. Say I can't remember anything. Like, and it's day to day
0: like <laughs> i and been... Asia is that the artist I was Ooh. listening to before zoo so yeah
2: yeah it's wild with music how much that's changed in our lifetimes I mean when I was I don't know 20 uh, I was I was very very um, concerned about making sure I knew what music I liked exactly and like what artist what song you know track titles and everything because that was the only way to to listen to it was to obtain it right and have it and make sure it was in the library but then with the the with, you know to your guys point the, the prevalence of the streaming services honestly now i'll find a song like a zoo track like you mentioned that i like and then start a radio from that and then just kind of let it play and maybe if something really really grabs me i'll go look but a lot of times i'm not even paying attention to you know every single track title that comes through because uh, it's just infinitely available. it's so wild how <laughs> how hard to get it used to be and now how it's just infinitely there
0: yeah I it's something I do too. I will look like I do it all on Spotify and I just like if I like a song or like an artist i'll I'll go look at the similar artists and like try to create a playlist and if I can't, I'll try and fit it in a playlist and if I can't do that, then I'll just listen to it on repeat until I get tired of it.
1: I just uh, I started just building one playlist per year because I stuff it all into one. Like I have a couple of Kate, like tailored playlists for very specific things, but everything else just goes into the like favorites folder. But then the favorites had like a thousand songs in it. I couldn't find anything. (laughs) So I have a favorites by year now. So I at least am like, what year was it approximately when I had that episode where I went on a, you know, a giant drum and bass kick and I'll just go mm-hmm. three or four years back. Okay, well, there's that, at least somewhere in there.
0: <laughs> that was my 2016. So. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people's 2016. <laughs> That's a good year for drum and bass. <laughs>
0: Probably. I could see that, yeah.
2: So when you got into StarCraft, did you did you ever have a, a mentor at any point? Like, was there another player that, that was a, acted as a mentor to you in any capacity or, or not I really? I
0: didn't really had the the mentality that was like meant to succeed i i was really like one of those people that just want to like do it on their own i want to be self-taught and i i don't know what kind of like why i had that kind of relationship to that idea it's not something i believe in anymore um i'm definitely like please teach me teach me everything you know because i do not know what i'm doing um and that's who i am now but back then it's just like i'm gonna grind games i'm just gonna get better in everyone because i'm just I'm better at these people than
1: at this video game and it did not work. I mean I, mean, I got I got this far. I was which, gonna say in some senses, yeah, I, I don't know that I I ground games and said I'm gonna be better than these people and lost. <laughs> right. Right. And I never got <laughs> out of stop gold. Playing. Beach, so. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I had that mentality too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a common mentality in gaming for sure. <laughs>
2: Something that's always struck me in our conversations that we've had with pro players of StarCraft Two is is they'll they'll often talk about the um, the ability to express themselves through playing or just the the creativity with with builds and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brett and I, I mean. <laughs> We, you know, look up a build order or understand the meta to the best of our ability and then fail at executing that. (laughs) Which maybe
1: that's an expression of self too. So (laughs) I don't
0: know. Let's not go
2: down that road.
0: (laughs) Listen, I am always down for playing team games. And when you're playing like team games, it's always it's always like you get to like kind of feel like how the other person approaches the game and plays the game and communicates, it's just like okay, we're gonna play a macro game. Literally 2 minutes later they have a proxy target across. The yeah. and they're like, you said you're playing a macro game. And they're like, this is a macro build.
2: It's
1: a macro rush. <laughs> it's my macro 12 fool.
2: <laughs> well, I guess I was just curious that as you were kind of building your skill, uh which you said happened, you know, pretty quickly, did you find that that you were creative with your builds or or how was what is that? Experience?
0: That was something that I was once like have like kind of like built upon my character was that i wanted people to know me as being like the creative player that is super fast super technical and mechanical and can just pull out really crazy strategies um i was never one of the players that really wanted to like take notes and like write down like the proper like build order and and have like a good etiquette at, at like making sure like, I just understand like everything about the game. And and um, that's definitely like what punished me in the long term. But like, I feel like my mindset had like, it's, it's like potential, like earlier on in the years, because it's just like, my focus was purely on becoming mechanical and better and faster than everyone. And for our time, I did feel like I was pretty fast and like performing very well. But Eventually, everyone just caught on and also started playing at the same level, regardless, because it's like play it enough, you're going to figure it out too. So,
1: so, so you would think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <but. laughs> I mean, I think everybody else got better, and I just kind of stayed where I was. So. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um. So, throwing things for a little bit of a loop here. Um. If, uh, if you had to describe yourself as a single StarCraft unit from any race, uh, what unit would you describe yourself as and why?
0: Um, maybe uh, a Phoenix. Ooh. I think they have a very cool aesthetic. Their display is very beautiful and they um don't really i don't know i i don't want to say too much um i think it it just describes me as like a player very well because it's a very aesthetic flashy unit and that's kind of like how i want to showcase myself too so
1: no that's awesome yeah
0: it's also part of the same race that i play so
1: well yeah that that tends to help some too I don't really know that I could consider myself a hydralisk. Maybe a lurker. I'm a lurker. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of forums would agree. <laughs>
0: I'd rather have lurkers than stalkers. There, there we go. There we go.
2: Nice. <laughs> so, uh, kind of back to you know the tournament versus streaming or ladder thing, ladder games thing. But again, I mean you've you know have a, a nearly a decade long career in, in StarCraft Two. Do 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 losses in tournaments have more significance than losses on the ladder? Or is it all kind of blend together at this point? Or or is it depends
0: who I lose to? Oh, yeah. If I lose to someone that I've never lost to before, I will kind of like beat myself up because it's just like I could have avoided this just with like minimal amount of practice especially if if it's like a new player entering the scene that's another thing, but if it's a player that's historically that has never beat me before, then they beat me, then it's like, well, you haven't been improving at all, so the fact that I also lost to you means that I've been like devolving, and this is not good. I need to step up my game kind of feeling so
1: well and and in general, like do you how do you deal like emotionally or mentally with losses or even like a losing streak? Like, do you have any like processes that you, you find ways to center yourself and bring yourself back from that sort of kind of headspace?
0: Historically, I just grind through it unhealthily. Like I just wanted like, I need to play more. I need to play more. Like, this is not okay. I cannot rest until I'm back to where I need to be. And I strongly advocate never practicing that to anyone that may listen. Um, these days, it's a lot more of um, just breathe, take a step back, just call it a day. I lost five games in a row. You're done. I don't want to showcase a negative attitude on stream and I am better than this. So.
2: Yeah, when we first started the show, um, which we've mentioned this on, on previous episodes, but we found that that playing a lot of StarCraft poorly, as we do, um, seemed to kind of help us just get used to encountering stress and encountering situations that we were uncomfortable with <laughs> over and over yeah. and over again really fast. Um, and like Brett, for example, pointed out that, that he found himself... Having an easier time dealing with like traffic and you know not road rage per se, but just the frustrations in driving, for example, have you found that that your esports career has helped you in other areas of your life not related to gaming?
0: Um, I would say it's given me perspective on a lot of things, like being more humble, especially and just appreciating my talents for what they are and knowing that. I'm capable of learning and growing if I put in the effort, but I need to make choices. And if I don't choose to dedicate or better myself in a hobby, then I cannot beat myself up over it. Like it's okay not to be better or like good at something and just enjoy what you can do and be happy. So
1: there's a, there's a lot of kind of outward observation on esports of course you know it's it's all over twitch and just you know in youtube and in general and a lot of esports players are also tend to be content creators in some form or another so it's easy to get kind of a biased perspective of the outside looking in um where you know esports players make a lot of money and get to produce content and get to have streams or all of these things whether or not those things you know may be true but do you think that there's anything? uh from your perspective as being you know kind of on the inside of esports that is something that like is maybe a downside or just something in general that people may glorify that they're just not really aware of what the reality of the situation is
0: um i f- definitely feel like being a pro gamer is glorified um especially like for a StarCraft player, like we don't, like you hear about players making like $60,000 of prize money in a year, but what does that actually translate to in the long run? Like they have to do it again for the next four years and keep doing it and eventually they can't compete anymore. Um, So you definitely have to develop and put yourself out there. Like it's not just competing, it's not just programming. Like you are creating sources of communication with other people and you just want to help each other grow because, um, it's a lot of work and, um, there has to be a career beyond pro gaming because if you do not, then you become trapped and that happens to a lot of players. So, um, I think like picking like an esport that is prosperous historically, that is like, showing like an increase in prize pools over the years or has like active sponsorships entering all the time it's definitely an esport you want to enter not like like if you're doing starcraft you're doing because you love starcraft and no other reason so
2: do, do you play uh, well and i know right now you're not really putting a lot of time into gaming but have you have you ever tried mobas or other team kind of games or are you drawn more to the solo games
0: I'm definitely drawn to like solo games. Um I played Dota once upon a time and I was okay at that. I was like maybe like the equivalent of like a Masters One player in StarCraft in Dota for a while. Um that was back in like 2012 and thirteen. Like it's been so long since I touched that game. Like I'm probably I'd be happy to make gold. <laughs> it's, it's been that long. And um no, I definitely prefer like the solo side. So
1: so, as you, you you know you kind of talked about moving up the ranks pretty quick in starcraft was did you ever have it in your mind that like now is where I'm gonna go pro, I'm gonna try to compete professionally, or was it just such a steady increase that you just kind of found yourself there?
0: Well, I got grandmaster in six months, and then after six months, I'm like, i'm gonna try and be a pro, like I did this really quickly. let's keep going so it's kind of like that that's fair, yeah.
2: A question that i've asked some other people um and if you don't know the answer that's okay i'm just just purely curious but what do you think it is that separates someone who's at maybe like a mid grandmaster level but not actually able to break into the pro scene versus a pro
0: um the finer details of like actually figuring out how to play faster and consistent um like a mid-masters player, masters one, even low grandmaster, a mid-master player, or a grandmaster player, it's like they're missing, like the finer print of, you're not settled with your mechanics. You have this, you, you, you've you developed an ego when you cross the border to grandmaster, or you've developed like this inability to, to approach grandmaster, because so you feel like you deserve it, but you haven't. So like, you stop kind of like doing what you did to actually get there in the first place. And then people get in that trap. And then they forget like how to like muster the same energy that they once had. And, um, once that's like gone, it's like hard. I feel like for law players to keep improving because it's like, I was still like creating like little like regiments for myself, even though I was in grandmaster, like I need to improve this small very small little area of my play then move to this one and then I kept moving and I kept combining these skill sets to like make them all smooth and move together and that's how I kept improving so
1: is there a lot of like at at live tournaments is there much or a lot of camaraderie between pros like is there is there animosity or is everybody kind of joking in the green room and, and carrying Uh on
0: for the most part, like you don't really see anything happen. So yeah, most people are pretty chill. I would say.
2: Did you ever, did you ever go to Korea at all during your Starcraft career?
0: I meant to add, I meant to add more to like the living in the team house in South Korea section. Oh, Um, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I I was, we were kind of like, it's okay though. I should have mentioned it briefly when we were talking about it. I did live in South Korea for like six months with like a foreigner team house, like living with a bunch of other people. So, and I loved it. I learned how to cook Korean food, and I was hoping to go back again. I just haven't gotten around to it. So,
1: what's uh, what's your number one dish that you have brought back from Korea?
0: Ooh, probably I I'm not gonna pronounce it right, so forgive me. It's duck galbi.
1: Okay, and what is it?
0: It's like uh it's like a stir fry with like lots of like red pepper. Um, they have this. I I don't know how to pronounce it. Let me see. I I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. They have this like <laughs> kind of like mint slash basil leaf. Like it's like a cross between a mint and a basil that. They also put inside of it and then chicken thighs and sweet potatoes, um, rice cakes. Like it's really good. So yes, do recommend.
2: So I'm kind of going completely out of order because I'm going back to the beginning again. Um, but something else mm-hmm. I'm always interested in for for someone who's had a career like yourself, was it, were there challenges in convincing either your family or your non-StarCraft 2 friends that what you were doing uh, was was a legitimate pursuit, which obviously it turned out to be.
0: It's a it, it, they caught on very quickly when I wanted to call up her to go to Brazil. And then ever since I did that, they were supportive. But before that, they were like, kind of like lenient, like hesitant on being lenient about it. So um, it took a while, I guess, like a year or two of warming up.
2: This is a very hypothetical question, certainly. Um, but if there was no Starcraft, which yeah. again, obviously that's not true. Do you think you would have pursued a career as a pro gamer in in a different game or is it Starcraft itself that really drew you? in?
0: Probably because I was just addicted to gaming. It didn't matter what game. And I had like a drive to be competitive in something. So yeah, probably
1: the Godzilla pro scene wasn't very big. (laughs) (laughs) Not
0: quite. Unfortunately, I have a really sick Mothra, so.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I was I was just going to say that uh, one of the things that we always try to hit on uh, on every episode, and uh, it's definitely the tagline of our show, is why gaming matters. And everybody, you know, whatever that means to you, whenever you hear the phrase, why does gaming matter to you? Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a, a minute or two of of you know just your thoughts on that, what what strikes a chord in you?
0: Um, I guess for me, like it's just like. A way for me to test my abilities to escape doing it, like enjoy like the music that I can pick and choose, like meet people online, and because I didn't really have a social life growing up, especially in like high school and like or the years of college, like I I was more of just like in my own little like bubble and sphere, and um, it gave me an outlet to like kind of express and like meet people, so it was. It was that I think that carried me through a lot of years. So
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I would say we of of all the people we've asked, that's probably the most not exactly that, but relationship building, right? The social yeah. element of it is is what most people say. Whether they're StarCraft players or game developers or or whatever it is that we've interviewed, um, that social element. And I know for myself, you know, my favorite thing in gaming is when I can can sit and play a game and and just completely lose track of time. Right. Like I look at the clock and it's like, oh, my God, it's been four hours. I had no idea that my amount of time had passed. But I, when I actually reflect on that, that's almost exclusively if it's something if there's some social element to that. Right. Like it's not it's mm-hmm. not exclusively by myself when I have that. Um, yeah. So I, that that resonates with me.
0: And I don't think like a lot of parents realize that, too. It's like right. sometimes playing games is actually a kid being trying to socialize. So.
1: There you go, kids. Get your parents to listen to our show and, and
2: hear everybody's <laughs> comments. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, that's why you know, that's why that is the, the tagline of our show. Because when we when we we, went, we wanted to make a podcast and talk about video games, I was like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? And we didn't really want to do news and reviews. Um, we didn't want to try and chase around the hot button issues that are, are you know out there or whatever. And it was ultimately like for us gaming, you know, we. Brett and I were both introduced to gaming with our our dads. And so there was a, a family connection to it and then grew up with friends playing games. And and so to us it's it's something that's very there's an emotional attachment to it, right? And and to your point, I think that parents or, or people of a certain generation maybe don't look at it that way. Um and they should, because it absolutely provides that more than television or <laughs> a lot of the other yeah. entertainment oh, mediums. Yeah.
0: Definitely, yeah.
2: Well, Nina, we uh, are, are very humbled to have you on the show and really, really appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your day to to stop and chat with us. Um, I know you've got a, a Twitter and a Twitch and we'll have links for that in the show notes. Is there anywhere mm-hmm. else that you'd like to direct people to, to follow or connect with you at? Um,
0: my Instagram. Um, okay. Let me see if I can find it. It is Nina Thought Starcraft.
2: Cool. We'll make sure and throw that in the show notes as well so people can just click on that directly. Um, Well, again, Nina, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. It was a good one.
0: Thank you. You both have yourself a
1: lovely evening. Aw. We'll do. So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com/slash P-U-Y-S-POD, or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference. All of the links and our social accounts are available down in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear more content from either of us, Walker hosts The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests, as well as the Crowfall podcast, sharing stories and perspectives about the MMO of the same name. And my podcast, Dungeons & Dinners, is where the love of fantasy is food for thought.